Her life had been divided into two, before and after the robbery, and it felt sometimes as if everyone she loved was on the other side of an unbridgeable chasm with the girl she used to be. Lauren watched Meg dig in a drawer. At home, she took care of her mother and Noah. At school, she took care of herself. She still wasn't used to being waited on. I don't want to put you out. Meg dug in a drawer for a corkscrew. You're not. It's not your job to look after guests. Or me, Lauren thought. She paid Meg to be her publicist, not her babysitter. Not usually. I'm helping out today while Mom runs wedding errands with Kate and Taylor. Lauren had met Meg's 11-year-old niece, Taylor. But... Kate? Meg glanced over from opening the wine. My brother's fiancé. They're getting married in two weeks. Meg had two brothers, Lauren remembered. Before the robbery, she'd always imagined she was a good listener, a useful skill for a clinician, even more useful for a crisis negotiator. Anyway, it had kept her and seven other people alive. But she realized she knew next to nothing about Meg's personal life. Maybe she was a little intimidated by Meg's easy assurance. And maybe she was becoming as self-absorbed as Brandon accused her of being. Is that your brother the fisherman? Lauren asked. No, that's Matt. Luke's the cop. Oh. Meg lowered the wine bottle. Should I have mentioned it before? Do you have issues? Issues? Lauren repeated blankly. With cops. Because of, you know, the bank thing. The shooting. Lauren flushed. Oh, no. She tried to make a joke. I'm anxious, not paranoid. Meg's brow creased in concern. Lauren sighed. The police have a job to do, she said, and tried to shut down the memory of Ben's face as they'd swarmed over him on the floor, jerking his arms, cuffing his hands behind him, the smells of flop sweat, urine, and blood. She cleared her throat. It's natural for them to see things in black and white, us versus them, me or him. And that's not how you see it, Meg said. Lauren smiled crookedly. I must. I mean, I'm here, aren't I? I'm alive. She took a gulp of wine, swallowing the taste of betrayal. Anyway, I'm grateful to the cops for doing their job that day. That doesn't mean I'd sleep with one. Meg's eyes widened. No offense to your brother. I didn't mean him, Lauren added hastily. Crap, that came out wrong. Not that I'd sleep with your brother, either. I'm sure that's a relief to his fiance, said a flat, deep voice behind her. Jack Rossi's voice. Lauren's stomach sank. Her cheeks burned. She turned, and there he was, Jack Rossi in uniform and in the flesh, dark and lean and oozing pheromones on the other side of the screen door, having obviously heard every word.